Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, Paul. Hi, Ken. Uh, so, um, for my uh, listeners who are not familiar with Paul, he is a, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a few years now. Um, Paul has, um, he is the host of Damonosophy Podcast, which is a brilliant podcast. Things uh, controversial and path and spirituality, things like this. Uh, he's a member of the uh, Occidental Temple of the Wise Lord, which I wrote to, and we've met through here. Um, Paul's got a new book out, um, The Nabu Generator, which is a fan that I've been perusing through, and well, I've been pouring <laughs> over pretty much for the last week. <laughs> It's a great book. If you um, have any um, even um, cursory understanding of Setian uh, philosophy, then you will love this book, and it will come easy to you. Even if you don't, it's easy to pick up, and it's a great book besides. And uh, he can tell us where it's available at. Uh, also, uh, you have a new album out. What is it called? This is uh, with my musical project, Asmodeus X, and it, uh, it's, uh, the, it's called The Black Fire EP. It's a four-song EP um, that we decided to drop kind of in the middle of this, uh, you know, the Corona apocalypse that we're all sitting in right now. And eventually, it's going to be a full album. You know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by the end of year, if they let us, you know, if they give us back our right to free assembly, then I'll be getting back together right. with the band, and we'll be recording the rest of it. Hopefully, by the end of the year. So. Well, I've, I've listened to uh, a few songs off of it. Um, I think one was, I think it may have been off of this one, or it may have been off of one of your other albums called uh, the song is Herbethulation or something like that. Um, uh, so Herbethulation, yeah. So that was, I want to say that that was from uh, Cygnus Onyx Flame, who's like a, uh, right, he's yes. a friend of mine. And so I added some stuff to it. So I work with him every once in a while too. But yeah, no, that was a great that's a great little project, and that's kind of inspired by um, a previous uh, book that I'd written called The Airbath Transmissions. Yeah. Right. And it is a Setian book, or at least Setian book. Oh, definitely. Right? Well, it comes, from a Seti, it comes from a Setian perspective. So, um, you know, a, 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 you know the, the Temple of Set is something that I've been through, and I've, um, you know, resonated strongly with Setian ideas. So a lot of the things that I put out are going to come from a a uh, Setian perspective. Now, that doesn't mean that it's, it represents official, you know, doctrines or policies or anything like that. My opinions are are my own mm-hmm. of, an, of an individual that's come through these different, um, you know, that's absorbed uh, different uh, qualities of influences from different sources. So, um, of course, um, Otwell and the, the Mazdan ideas, as you well know, is another source that I've been that I've taken quite a lot from and and so much of it is really um, uh, it works in harmony with a lot of the Setian and and, and in general left-hand path ideas that um, I've I've been um, drawn to over the years so really it's kind of a nice I I find it all a real it's a rich tapestry and it's a very uh, tasty combination I think so to that, uh, I, I recall reading in, um, I think it was uh, Black Magic by mm-hmm. Michael Aquino. Is it, or Aquino, I'm not sure. It's Aquino. It, 
He, uh, Aquino, okay. Well, he said that, um, that uh, Setian philosophy is rather like a banquet of truths. And so, uh, you, it's there, uh, just like with the non aggression principle, there's a non coercion or coercion of a principle there in the Setian as well, where um, a person has to come to it on his own. And, and it's the same way with the uh, odd wall as well. You have to come to the philosophy and come to understand it and then to choose it on your own without that coercive element. And so, laying those truths out as the Temple of Set does and as the odd wall does gives you a a banquet of wisdom and truth to choose from should you find it attractive. Now, absolutely. So you could also say that at the core of all these things is the idea of the, the, the um, I, and I consider it a moral principle, a moral principle of personal responsibility. And um, I think the, the Mazdan system with the idea of the um, Fravashi and the idea that every every human being on earth in the pre uh, pre soul state made a conscious and responsible decision to come to earth that really represents that principle in such a, a strong and pure manner and and once you cue into this idea and it certainly was it was the left hand path that got me, me me thinking along these lines it was it was Anton LaVey and the satanic bible that got me thinking along the lines of personal responsibility. And once you start looking in terms of that, then you see that there's all these other systems and influences that are um, related and harmonious based upon that. So um, I think a good example of this is is my book, The Nebu Generator, which pulls from a variety of different influences and different resources and i think a a lot of people will look at it and say well these things don't go together you know um and you know these these aren't things that 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 normally go together and i'm what what i'm saying is no they do go together because of at the core that idea of personal responsibility um rational self-interest and and that sort of thing right well i mean like uh, we've discussed earlier um, you have a, a nice uh, e- equating of uh, two of those philosophies which is the uh, um, the Mazdan and the, and the uh, Setian where you've equated Asha with Set um, one being ordering principle and the other being uh, that that isolate intelligence that kind of underlies the whole mm-hmm. of creation and of course that would be Asha meaning truth and set being the opposer right. of illusion where a thief would be equated with druge as yeah. you have it or the lie or delusion uh, I thought that was really succinctly wrapped up there and just a few short sentences is all it would, would need too because to show that like in the old high Germanic or whatever then the uh, Draga or Draga's is the same as the druge and the Avestan and, but it was really uh, nicely wrapped up there Thank you. Yeah, and 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 I, I agree a hundred percent. So um, the idea of Druze, this is another idea that when I encountered this, you know, in studying Zoroastrianism, the idea of the lie that there's a principle. This is this. It's like there's a principle of mistruth um, and, and and deception and delusion that it it has to be struggled against. It's something that has to be fought against in 
in, in life. And the Egyptians represented this with Apeth, the serpent, um, and, and, and the idea that, um, it, it, and this represents chaos. Like outside of the realm of uh, of light in the world, at the edge of everything, there's this 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 space of uh, writhing black, you know, serpent coils and whatnot. And and as Ra's sun bark goes across the sky each day, as he approaches the end of day, um, the serpent up begins to appear. And that in order for um, you know, if no one did anything about it everyone said oh okay well no Pep, he's he's just doing his thing so you know let him be <laughs> then what would happen <laughs> he would subsume consume the day and uh you know chaos would would consume order and there would no longer be another day we would not have another day so this is why things like you know like 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 more moral relativism ethical relativism have their limits because there is actually an aspect of existence that is opposed to the ordering principle of truth and consciousness that's opposed to um, Asha. And this is also represented in, in, in Setian um, cosmology in the Book of Coming Forth by Night, where Set creates hardware, hardware. a buffer, right, to um, protect him in, in one sense against the cosmic inertia which is like, that's how the Book of Coming Forth by Night describes this principle in the universe that seeks to actually absorb the consciousness, you know? Um, and, and this is an idea that you actually see in, in, there's a number of mythologies that talk about this, that talk about the first, you know, ordering conscious principle that emerges immediately experiences that there's this aspect of, of the universe, the mechanism of, of the cosmos that seeks to draw consciousness back into it, to subsume it. And so it's not enough to just say, hey, everything's okay. There's, there's actually a struggle that has to take place. There's a struggle that has to take mm-hmm. place. And I think in, in the Mazdan system, this is where you get the idea that there's, there's that warlike element of, of, of the Fravashi and, uh, and, and humanity that, that, that we actually have to struggle against evil. We have to fight against evil. It's actually a war that's going on. And, and much of this in, in practice comes down to internal struggle you know we, we we have an internal war we struggle against these aspects you know within ourselves more so than you go out you, you don't go out and fight with people right because again then you get yeah. into you get into the problem of when you're of, of violating other people's rights and other people's freedoms and stuff like that yeah, right that's yeah um, and uh, the Stephen Flowers wrote under the in the pen of Edred uh, for the uh, Troth or Ring of Troth or whichever it was that he began. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote a book called True Brothers, which was for um, inmates or prisoners mm-hmm. who had taken up the or who had um, who espoused the Asatru or uh, Odinic faith. And uh, in that, he speaks about how uh, only a fool in, in today's society, only a fool would allow himself to be suckered into a physical conflict. Mm-hmm especially over things having to do with the mind and over and philosophy and religion and stuff like that. But, uh, but even in, um, I wrote about this in one of my, um, little eBooks, Muslim musings where it talks about when, if, if say you and I were in a, um, uh, uh, a convenience store 
and you see me there with my child and uh, we also see uh, uh, someone trying to rob the place with a weapon and uh, so of course we have the opportunities to act or not act mm-hmm. if you acted you would draw attention to me which would draw attention to my my offspring which I'm there to protect and so we have to have conscious choices there and it's not always fighting against the lie isn't always um, entering into physical conflicts when to make the choice the right choice in that moment may be to let that particular thing happen and then fight it in an intellectual way you know what I mean by getting tagged descriptions and calling the cops and you know being witnesses or whatever yeah so no that, it's, so that's it's interesting that it's not always has to be about that yeah that coercive physical element there. absolutely so there's there's a there's a principle of Newtonian physics that every action has an equal and opposite reaction and and exactly. and this applies beyond Newtonian physics this applies to um, the you know events that, that occur in the universe this applies to um, you know, magic um, and, 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 and and the um, actualization of will and things like that that like when you do something well when you act when you act upon something that there's a potential for this equal and opposite reaction to occur and when people use force directly this is usually the result of it um, so like it, it, you know the Greeks had this story of, of Hercules uh, against the Hydra and, and every time he cuts off one of the heads it, it grows two more heads and so he has to get clever and, and use fire um, to, to get anywhere with it but, but I mean you see this all the time like there's so many examples of this right now going on in our civilization with the reaction to the uh, coronavirus um, because and of course this is a bad this is a very dangerous disease a very serious a serious disease um, that, that people need to take precautions about but the way um, many of the uh, you know, local governments have, have reacted in an aggressive way of force of using force to make people stay at home using force now they're moving into using force to uh, you know make people wear masks and stuff like that and, and every time they do it there's this opposite reaction right and, and the opposite reaction is you know the, the complete devastation of our economy um, which is leading to other problems you know uh, e- e- even more that, that haven't fully come to light yet but I think will you know, over the next, you know, year or, or years. Uh, but this is just another example. So when you do use, when you, there are times when you do need to act, right? There are times when you need to act, but you, you it, it, it's, it's good if you can consider your actions. And if your actions are tempered by um, personal responsibility, if your actions are tempered by a non-aggression principle, which is basically just another form of the golden rule, which every, you know, sure. everyone has. Even Anton LaVey had his, his own version of the golden rule. You know, don't fuck with anyone if, if they don't fuck with you. You know, <laughs> if that can temper temper your 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 demeanor, and then then you'll be in a better position, really, than someone who, who who's not tempered by such a demeanor. Yeah, I think uh, Ayn Rand uh, spoke well on that. We're, we're talking about rationality or reason, tempering everything with rationality and reason because it's our highest ideal. And, uh, 
uh, rational self-interest or whatever. Yeah. But you speak to something there that is interesting because if you think about how um, we've been basically shuttered into our homes as a reaction to uh, uh, the uh, pandemic, then uh, what? I mean, it puts you closer in contact with 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 people. You now you're in a closed environment where you're breathing the same air. Mm-hmm. Where respiratory systems, respiratory ailments and diseases are almost always uh, aided in healing by going outside, not by going inside. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And and I'm not I'm I'm not one to to jump into because there are a lot of conspiracy theories right now about the coronavirus, and I try not to get into that. But wow, some of it is is really interesting how things connect oh absolutely it's just hard to it's 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 just people say that the virus is unprecedented is like what they like to say in the, in the media mm-hmm. right now but to me what is unprecedented is all of the um local government you know governors uh judges mm-hmm. and mayors just overnight deciding to shut down society and to create these uh, really uh, micromanaging movements, restrictions on, on human beings everywhere. And, 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 and you're right, it is, in many instances, it may be making things worse, like shutting people in, you know, like if they have a family member who has it, well, this whole family's gonna get it now. Um, make people afraid to go outside, so they're not getting, you know, any sunlight or vitamin D to help build up their immunity. Also, younger people getting the disease um, helps build up immunity. Will help build up immunity within, you know, the the, the gene pool. Like Sweden's doing that right now. Like Sweden is the only mm-hmm. country that hasn't locked down people, and so they're building. They're getting more cases of it, but they're building up immunity. So it's like. You know, they're not, but they're not presenting this as a great example of Sweden, right? I mean, now this is something Sweden's doing, which I think we should really like pay attention to. Um, and, but the other thing is that they are, you know, since they've shut down all these businesses, you know, there's only a few, gro- mm-hmm. few grocery stores open. Well, everyone in the city, you know, I live in Houston. It's a pretty big city. Everyone's going to the same grocery stores now. So, oh, everyone in the city is going to the same place now. So, I mean, these grocery stores have become, I mean, that's where the, the most dangerous place, right, to, to possibly pick up the virus, but it's a place that everyone has to go sure. to survive now. So in, in many ways, no. their, their actions are actually, you know, possibly making it worse. But also, since they are in the position of, of, of putting out the information on it, then they can also, um, you know, make the numbers look better or worse. So it's it's a very interesting situation, to say the least. You know, it reminds me looking at yeah, it is. And if you look at the grocery store shelves, you know what this reminds me of when you see those images of like maybe three items, but having hundreds and hundreds of the items uh, canisters of the same item, but of course the rest of the shelves are empty. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, when you look at uh, the Venezuelan markets and things like that. Yeah. Where they've been, they've they've used this social government, and of course, you know now they've got four items in the whole grocery store that are socially, or that are government sanctioned, so they're there, but there's nothing else to eat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's no there's no there's no victuals. There's no no groceries for people to go buy, and even if they do buy, they got to wait in line for 
two days to get you know a sack full of groceries yeah no absolutely it's like our, our grocery stores now look like venezuela it's like it, it looks, mm-hmm. it's like soviet it's like the stuff you used to see about uh you know under under the soviets in russia um and mm-hmm. and that's what is that's what's happening to america now and it's it's it really i gotta tell you Kane, it really breaks my heart it really breaks my heart to see it um that at the people that would make this decision are i mean are they that unknowledgeable are they that un is it possible that all these people who are put in these positions of authority know absolutely nothing about economics or history or or how markets work that they would that they would do this or are they doing it on purpose because they have something else in mind yeah well i was gonna say i don't think that anybody can be that um that i don't know i don't want to say ignorant but if 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 they have no idea about the uh the economics of of um socialist countries i I don't think that it could be anything other than ignorant there if they don't know that considering their um leaders um in a in a capitalist government Mm -hmm. i mean you have to know your opposition if if nothing else yeah you would have to as, as good as you know your own and so maybe um if there is a concerted effort for some reason to I was talking about this with a friend yesterday. Uh, right now, with the way the, the the grocery stores are, the ways you have the social distancing, you're not allowed. They're arresting people who are going out surfing, or arresting a dad throwing a frisbee with his daughter in a uh, mm-hmm. in a uh, 15 acre park. You know what I mean? Where nobody's around, they're arresting them. Uh, so there, it is a it's a forced curfew, stay at shelter and home thing. Uh, and now all of the small businesses are crashing. They're not just on hold, they're crashing because yeah. they don't have the money to keep up with the things and they're, they're losing inventory. They're, uh, and so it would be the perfect, again, this may be a conspiracy theory, but I'm just connecting dots here. It would be a perfect time for the government to step in if they were to try to convert to socialism. Now we're already getting a government stipend with the stimulus checks. Oh yeah. No, no, absolutely. Uh, now they're making this, this um, uh, government-sanctioned um, education for your children at home now. Yeah, doing this. So yeah, no, ab- absolutely. This is the perfect opportunity for them to roll out all of the socialism. For them to say, oh well, mm-hmm. with um, you know, a lot of people like universal basic income has been, you know, UBI has been the thing that mm-hmm. a lot of the socialist elements in America have been pushing through. Like everyone has a right to an income. And, um, I think it's laziness. Well, it is, and it's also it's it's you don't really need to follow that hard to say, well, well, what's the right amount of money that everyone should make? And mm-hmm. no one can answer that question. No one will ever be able to answer that question. And that's why it is it's untenable and immoral. But now they have the perfect opportunity to drive you know to roll that out um, because people have to have it. People have no choice, you know, you have no choice to have it. You can be the biggest free market advocate, you know, hardcore capitalist in the world right now in, in America, but if your small business is dying, you're going to take whatever you can from, from the government. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. And this is how government forces people, um, forces good people into these positions of, of having, to, having to beg and be uh, dependent on them. 
and and mm. in my mind that's just that that's drooge um when it is. when i look at that i just i don't know how that how, how can anyone mistake that for not being you know a an evil deleterious influence on humanity um you know and and we have historical examples of it too so it's it's just really disturbing to see it all happening right now um and 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 you know it more more than ever you know i have that that yeah. that struggle to to maintain the fight you know within to find that part you know first to find that part within us that that mm-hmm. embraces the fire that embraces the good and 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 is ready to continue the fight. Well, I think you made a good point earlier with the with the, the comparison of the Herculean analogy mm-hmm. with a Hydra. And so, um, you know, after after physical force um, uh, didn't work out like he wanted and tended to make things worse, he used the fire. You know, fire being that that uh, wisdom and consciousness of course is the symbol across most European Indo-European philosophies that fire is is mind or consciousness and so he had to apply in a metaphor anyway or analogy he had to apply wisdom and understanding and intelligence uh, and awareness to that uh, to that situation in order to quell it because just that brute force and using all stick instead of brain just didn't work out for him Right. And it has to be the same. Today, we've got to figure out how, instead of, you know, besides rallying at the capitals, it's clearly not going to work when they got a bigger brute force than we do. So we have to find ways to implement new policies by maybe finding a way to get people in office that have those same ideas that we have. Maybe. I don't know. That's something to think about there. Yeah. Um, I always come back to it. it, it know a lot of other um um writers have like talked about this that you you come back to like you know education is like the most important thing like individual education like personal education um is is the most important thing and and if we could get it you, you know the more people that understand the value of you know you know freedom and and free markets and and personal responsibility then they they won't be taken in they won't be suckered into these things because that's what happens is people on mass get suckered into these ideologies that are are you know touted by governments um and by government elements you know that that tell people that you know you deserve something you've got something coming to you mm. you know someone owes you something right and entitlement right right you're entitled to, you're entitled to something you got something coming to you i'm gonna get it for you so 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 vote for me um and and um it it it, it if, if people were just aware more aware of of the you know the importance of personal responsibility i think we'd be in a different situation but i mean things like public school like work in tandem with this public school and the whole education system work in tandem with this by um, you know, basically, you know, dragooning children away from their, away from their homes, to off to a separate mm-hmm. place to get them educated, um, which is and, and 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 this is one weird thing about this whole Corona apocalypse is is what does that mean? And you mentioned this earlier, 
what does that mean that people are being educated at home now? What does that mean for mm-hmm. everything? Does that mean that there will be less indoctrination, or will they find a way to create more indoctrination out of it? Well, I think if it, it maybe if it lasts any um, any amount of time, then they'll probably start to regulate the distance learning or whatever it's called, whatever they're calling it. I think right now it's a pretty uh, kind of open market. In other words, how you do this amount of minutes or you know on a computer every day answering these questions and you're good mm-hmm. but, but eventually it's gonna you know people are gonna start to tighten down on what exactly they're learning instead of you know like um if you bake a cake you can use i guess you could use that for education too home ec and math and all that stuff but i don't think that's really what they're allowing on the on the homeschool or distance schooling or whatever it's called uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think as it goes on, if it if it if say we were to be um, shut in for a year, um, I think they're trying to let some up, ease up some in some states now. But uh, you had to see that um, China, when they let up, they had another resurgence of uh, infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play here. And if it does go on for say six months to a year, then what does that mean for education? How's it going to morph? over time as uh, the government gets their hands in it to make sure that yeah. they can regulate them because nothing goes unregulated by the government anymore. Right, so. right. And this is one of those things that's like it's 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 never going to be the same again. Um, mm. You know, and, it, you know, another thing I think of like that is, um, you know, entertainment, independent entertainment industry, mm. which, you know, I spent a lot of time as a um, as an independent musician and mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that's like going away that's it's it's all gone and i don't know how it's going to come back either uh it was barely hanging on you know yeah. as it was but yeah with the internet i mean it's kind of hard to have um album sales yeah like like brick and mortar store album sales you know right. you can't really do that right um and you know all the all the bars and clubs and restaurants and everything when they do come back there won't be first of all there won't be as many of them because going forward any entrepreneur or business business person who'd even consider opening a restaurant or opening a bar or a non-essential store of any kind is going to be like well you have to consider that at any time the government could just shut you down you know few people get sick and few people get sick they might just shut everyone down for a few more months so they have to like consider that incredible risk with opening a business so there's not going to be as much independent business at all going forward because it's just not a rational thing to do in this kind of environment and the other thing is that when they do open up there will probably be new regulations about social distancing like their capacity will be reduced you can't have this many people Mm -hmm. in the building or you have to have your your bar stools or your tables and chairs have to be so distant, so distant mm-hmm. apart, so no one can really talk to each other or socialize anyhow. So that's gonna they can let they can't have as many people. Customers come in, they're gonna have to raise their prices, and the few bars are there. So it's like only if there's gonna be less entertainment, and it's gonna be more expensive, and more people are gonna stay at home anyhow. You know? Yeah, it's gonna be 40, 50 bucks for a for a stiff drink and twenty bucks for a beer. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and and you know it's it's funny too because this is the third coronavirus 
in the last few years. The the COVID nineteen is only the latest. You've got MERS and SARS yeah. were both coronavirus human, yep. human coronaviruses. Yep. And so COVID nineteen is just the one that they discovered that it's that started in two thousand nineteen. But what happens when we do um, move away from this and start building antibodies, and the next wave hits? Right. The next coronavirus. I mean, and so basically we've got one thing that's mutating into different strains. It just takes a little bit to to build antibodies, but then when it does find a way to mutate, then we've got a whole other pandemic. Right. And so I, I don't think it's the end of the human coronavirus, even if we do find a vaccine for this. Oh, one. yeah. No, it isn't. It will be a new normal, and it may be. It's possible that it's a concerted effort. I don't know that's true, but I mean, look, like you said earlier, when, when, when you've got a, a conflation or confusion of, of the truth and the lie or reality and truth, and people believe what they want to believe instead of imperial facts or objective fact, then you're, you're, you're fusing set in a pet like they did back in the day with calling him Apophis or Set Apophis. Mm-hmm. Right? He was the monster and the slayer, and you can't have that in one. The, the truth and the lies, it says in the in the Avesta, in the Agatha, the truth and the lie can't exist in the same faculty. Right. And so if you've got a government that's purporting to save you, but it's also possibly creating the problem to begin with, and then, of course, during a lockdown, you know, by a shut-in, making the problem worse again yet. Right. Uh, that's just that's a symptom of a larger issue where in society that like you know teenagers nowadays there, there's nothing to them that's that's correct there's no fact everything is questionable yes and if, the, if, if someone tells them hey look here's the facts on this disease and here's the way not to get it they're like well that's your opinion right so uh, again truth has become delusion yes no it, and so it, yeah. I don't we have to find a way to reset that truth against what is the lie or against the delusion. Yeah. And that may, that may be something that maybe someone will have to step in if we have to do this, uh, at home learning thing, because you have to, what, what can you sanction as truth and fact for learning when some of the, the adults now who have kids that are teaching at home are also under that same delusion. Yeah. No, there's a there's a total conflation um, about about the crisis, and there, there's two things. There's there's that disease, which is a real thing, and then there's the reaction to it, which is man-made. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely in a crisis. No one could deny that. But the source of the crisis becomes conflated, um, and we see these dramatic numbers. You know, on the on the TV screen, on the internet, about how many deaths and and how many people have it and everything, um, and and they're very alarming. They're starting to taper off in some areas, but the numbers themselves are alarming. But they're presented out of context, and they they have not mm-hmm. they have not proven that the disease numbers are really that much worse than a lot of other things that happen on a regular basis, but just don't get publicized um, as much. Mm-hmm. And, and they also haven't proven that any of the reaction is helping to, to taper it off. You know, the, 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 the assertion that all of the social distancing and all the lockdown is why the numbers are starting to decrease now. 
um, is basically like, you know, um, you know, ancient, you know, priest magician telling you, well, the only reason the sun came up this morning is because I did this ritual last night. So you better pay Um, me this ritual tomorrow. (laughs) Right, exactly. So you better (laughs) keep keep paying me. Uh, So it's a similar like situation that, that we don't really know. But one thing that we do know is that it is a crisis. And you're right. There's going to be more of them, mm-hmm. and and this is one of the uh, motivations, one of the ideas in in the Nabu generator, is that there are going to be crises, and sometimes crises there's going to be economic crises, um, and sometimes maybe maybe sometimes it, it has to do with natural fluctuations, but more often than not, it has to do with interference with with mankind's interference with markets or attempts to control markets like through the federal reserve and stuff like that but either way regardless of the source of it you have to prepare yourself to be able to deal with it right and so we would say you know in mazdan terms well the lie is going to be there so you have to prepare yourself for how you are going to deal with that how are you going to respond to it how you're going to survive through it because you can't always go attack it directly right you can't always attack it directly a lot of times struggle with it and surviving it means you know means creating buffers against it or it means reconciling with certain aspects of it or it means like moving this way when it moves that way um and and these are a lot of the things that i read that i talk about in the nebu generator which I'm talking about in, you know, primarily from a financial, personal finance kind of perspective. But, yeah, but it also applies in a spiritual, you know, a spiritual initiatory sort of approach as well. And I think it could also apply in a, like a macro level too, as far as like uh, uh, governments. They, it could still, I mean, the mm-hmm. same thing, right? So if, if you, you have that buffer represented by hardware, that would be like a personal nest egg or... But it could also be, I mean, our, it could be a, um, a, uh, uh, and instead of a deficit, right? Having having a surplus, creating mm-hmm. creating a surplus, so that when those things, uh, when we do, when we are um, um, set by by those obstacles that we have to, you know, uh, struggle against or overcome, then we have that yeah. to rely on as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the interesting thing about this book, since this book does talk about, you know, some ways to um, excel during a crisis, survive a crisis and excel during a crisis. Um, it's ironic that I'm putting it out now. And that's just because I was taking my time on, on the book. Um, and and then I realized no, then all the time, stuff happened. maybe it wasn't intentional, and but the, the, I said, the the uh, content is perfect for for someone right now who is looking at okay if this is even if this is a short-term thing we're going through it's going to have long-term effects we're coming out of this and most of the small businesses Mm -hmm. that we know of are going to be so adversely affected that even if they do take off again it may be six months to a year and they're and it's and they're going to go under or they could go under because of what has already happened from just a few weeks of being, right. you know, shut and 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 so it's I think yeah. it's well timed and I think um, I, it's the the only thing uh, I would say is that um, people would have to be open to the 
you've got a perfect metaphor there, but it may be a niche audience. And so if they look past that, the specific analogies and see the greater picture of what you're saying in the book, it's going to mm-hmm. be a, it's going to be a great asset mm-hmm. to anyone who gets the book. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of that is intentional too, because, um, I, you know, you I do, have a, yes. I have a niche readership from the get go, right. From the get go. Um, and, and, and there's not really a lot of room for, for, for me and like say the mainstream for, um, for, for these ideas. There's, there's people that have like done much better works than me. And I cite a lot of them too. I have a lot of citations in this book. And that's one of my hopes is that if people are interested in this, we'll go look, you know, go look at the sources, um, you know, the sources that, that I've, I've drawn from for a lot of this material. And interestingly, a lot of this started for me yeah. in the last crisis, you know, the last, um, yeah, the last, you know, market drop, like, you know, 2000, you know, 2008, 2009, and that period and the housing market like fell apart is like when I, I started like looking at things from a different perspective and started realizing that a lot of the uh, initiatory esoteric principles that I had been learning over the years really applied just as well to the real material world around me um, rather than thinking that there's this division between them you know that there's this mind-body duality and that and that like these you know initiatory esoteric ideas just take place in this special realm but then out there is the real world the world of horrors that that is different and requires a different set requires a different rule book to approach and and what i came to believe is that no they really don't require a different rule book a lot of the principles are the same and this is one thing that resonated with me about the mazen system when i came in contact with that is that you don't really have that mind body duality going on in there it's like the universe is like there's the 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 duality in mazaism is is good versus evil in a really simplistic sense right it's like you know it's like you know lord wisdom is consciousness versus angry mind and the and the druge um but but the principles are the same and if i did it if i did a second edition on this book one thing i might do is expand um more upon Mazdan ideas because the Zoroastrian the the culture that grew from Zoroastrianism or is influenced by Zoroastrianism didn't think that you know wealth generation is an inherently evil thing they didn't think money was 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 evil no the the emphasis was to live a good life live a prosperous life be good to others be good to yourself be charitable right I mean being charitable is, is is simply part of that's part of well, wealth generation, right? And anyone who's done music, you know, semi-professionally, for, at least for a while, you, you learn that, you know, in, in addition to looking for new resources, you also have to like help people. You have to help others. You have to help the people that are coming up behind you too, because sure. that also helps you, you know? Um, right, there's, there's just no end to what you can do with the good. You know, with That's right. good thoughts, good words, good deeds. There's just no end, no end to the the creation that can uh, be I'm, derived. I'm finding from it. that same good thoughts, good words, good deeds formula across the board. It is, it, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, mm-hmm. you will see a seed of it. That seed has been fleshed out in those different philosophies. 
but you know they all have a common yeah origin uh i think you know through if anything that's come out of the abrahamic has been influenced by the I I wanted to ask you though about because the the book is the neighbor generator so of course the gold generator or the money generator what does that mean for American society where our monetary unit the dollar was based on the gold and now because of the way we've uh, mismanaged and uh, instituted the Federal Reserve and things like that, that, that it no longer represents the, a gold store. Well, what it means is, um, I, and, 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 and I've got some data in the book about this too, is that as gold was detached from the dollar, which is something that it, it happened over a period of years. It started with um, FDR um, prohibiting um, own, private ownership right. of gold, of, of bullion gold, of you know gold bullion. Um, which the reason for gold bullion right. is basically this is bars, you know, gold bars that uh, that don't have any. Um, the only use is to to retain them for value or exchange them for value. So he prohibited that. And what that meant is prohibiting it means that the government just took it all, confiscated it all, um, gave people some money at a really shitty rate. Um, and and so there's some other legislation that went on over the years. And then eventually uh, Nixon was the final um, coffin nail for gold by de- completely detaching it from the dollar by saying they would not, no longer because up to then they would pay foreign governments back in gold. So they detached, they stopped doing that. Um, and then gold was just forbidden and until um, Reagan said it's okay for, you know, he reversed some of that and said that people could purchase gold on their own. So what it means is that it means that the dollar that we have, and they call this fiat currency, and, and, it's, and, it, it, and it is just paper, and it's, it's backed by, you know, force. It's backed by, you know, it's backed by a lot of propaganda and a lot of hype. And this is why the dollar fluctuates. This is why we have inflation. Why we have, you know, mega inflation. And there's going to be incredible inflation occurring mm-hmm. over the next year or so because of all, all of the, um, all of the, the borrowing that they're doing from the Federal Reserve right now. So the thing is, though, that that gold itself has not actually, um, actually disappeared, and it still continues to retain its value um, despite this. And, you know, governments of the world have been buying it up, especially the Chinese have been buying up gold like very aggressively over the last decade or so, bolstering their reserve. Um, you know, people who don't know any better will say, oh, well, gold is just a metal. It's not really worth anything. And I'm like, well, if it's not worth anything, tell me why, why, all the governments of the world are desperately buying it up and also tell me why I or anyone can go look at the price of gold at any day of the week and watch how it fluctuates and the general trend with gold is that it the value increases as the dollar loses its value as we experience inflation and so um, if you watched gold through this recent crisis you would have seen it it, it, it increased um, you know, pretty dramatically, and then and 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 is holding, 
you know, um, at a, at a good level. Uh, last time I looked, it was like around, you know, 1700, um, an ounce. So it, it, one of my points is that even if the dollar has left the gold standard, you can still start your own gold standard. Um, because if you own gold and it, it, it all goes mm. into your, basically your, you know, your net worth, which is part of your, you know, overall, overall wealth. So you can actually start your own gold standard, even though the government has, uh, forbidden it. Now, some people have speculated, um, in the midst of all this, um, crisis that eventually the government will institute the gold standard again because it will be the only way to tie it down right to tie it to something because you know that's why inflation is just it, it just is, is you know insane off the charts and, and has been for many years because there's nothing in the material world in the real world to tie it down to and and that's what gold used to used to do right when when it was gold backed or you know british had british had the the, the pound sterling right a pound um so the pound used to be uh right exactly exactly yeah no all of our words from for money have to do with these original units um the the, mm-hmm. the dollar had to do with the gold gold thaler which was a uh, a german uh that made uh, some german prince who made really good um, you know, really good coins. Um, sure. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I answered your I think maybe a second part of that question would be, um, what would you say to um, someone today um, who, who might have the idea of since there's going to be such an inflated uh, or deflated value because of inflation on the dollar, the paper money itself then what what would what would you suggest i mean would you suggest possibly looking into a uh, collection of like precious metals but because if something were because we know that that precious metal is going to have intrinsic value whether or not the paper that we print to to represent it uh as it's plated or not yeah Yeah, so that's 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 one of the things I talk about in the book, and then there's a certain sequence that you go through where you create a, you know, number mm-hmm. one, you create a buffer and emergency fund. Number two, sure. you go through an elimination of elimination of debt, which corresponds with eliminating eliminating uh, lies and misinformation and delusion and stuff. And then the third step you go to is to um, is is basically investing in things, and so precious metals would come into that sort of thing. You can't make investments until you have those first two things in order. Um, it's 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 risky to make investments before that because then something will happen and you'll need the money and you'll sell your investments and then you know you won't be anywhere. Um, so so my advice is to to start or the system is to start. You know, start first with those basic things and when you get to the point where you can start working on that third engine on on investing then then precious metals is something to look at because owning those precious metals during a time of crisis like this this is this is the time when you want that this is the time when you want to be be in that so in that would you and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you talked about this but I can't remember exactly what it was but would you suggest that 
each of those three generators uh, have to be now you said that you had to the first two in order to to effectively use the third but do you, or even the first two those have to be in that order or would you suggest paying down your debt at a rapid rate and then uh, start to build that nest egg or does it have to be in there? no I do I definitely yeah it has to be in that order that's that, that that's well that's my thought on it now, people can do whatever they want but my thoughts are this that you want to do your buffer first because that gives you a sense of safety it gives you a sense of security and that changes your demeanor in a you know what can I say a, a magical kind of way um, and that sense of security gives you some strength and some consistency then to go and take care of the debts and you know and I don't it it doesn't matter how much you have some people will be like oh no my debts are so bad you understand no I understand um and I talk about that a little bit in the book too that you know I went through this I've I've been there um you know I got I was in that you know 90s generation where we all got sent you know automatically approved credit cards and you know everyone just went out and just just used it for everything and um it, it's if, if you start with you don't have that buffer and you start trying to attack major debt what happens is you get um you get confused about where, where what to pay on the debts you get concerned about other things and so you you'll lose steam on it basically you lose energy so what i'm talking about with the nebu generator is a way of building lasting long-term energy that will help you attain these goals through crises through the crises that you created for yourself with debt as well as through the crises that life throws at you with you know coronaviruses and 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 central banking so what what i'm hearing is that um, it would it that you use that it, that that sense of confidence that you're talking about by first having that buffer is um, a way to build momentum in order to overcome uh, yes. stasis and inertia that is bound to be placed in front of you as you're trying to overcome that debt as you're trying to slay a pep or you're trying to fight down the the demons of that whole. Yes. Uh, mound of things that you owe because um, if, if we think about it uh, you, you gave a few things that are that are lies right and one of those that is there is a free lunch and the debt is debt is good so like what you're talking about where, where we grew up in that time where you would get those free approved credit cards not debit cards but credit cards and it would allow you to get this great line of debt yep. going and coming at a line of credit but it's a line of debt, in uh-huh. fact. And we were thinking, okay, well, this is never going to, oh, I thought you wanted mm-hmm. money. I can give you a credit card. Okay, here you go. You know? And and then, of course, the debt is good, which is the uh-huh. next one. And, uh, but because if, if you ask a credit card company who is a preferred customer, they're not going to tell you that the preferred customer is the one who pays the debt. Because if they pay their debt, then, right. then the company... Does that credit card company does not get money in the way of interest, and that is their only means of of capital yeah. is an income is yep. we the the people who are in debt paying interest on that principal instead of paying off that principal. So they call people who pay right. their bills on time deadbeats, 
and again yeah. that is the is an inversion of truth mm -hmm. and so uh, there again we're seeing a pet and yes. calling that set no it, in our ignorance and we have to overcome that we have to yep. see that there that those lies are in fact lies absolutely and and another way of thinking about that idea that the buffer comes first honestly is is the Mazdan cosmology that before you could like before you came to mm -hmm. earth you know when you're in that that pre-soul state you have sort of a you have a you have a realization that there's this evil injustice going on in the world so that's why you come to earth to like to fight the good fight um that's true but you have to come to earth first right you have to come to earth and you have to have a you, you become you like a, a physical body on the planet your 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 urban right so that's like that's like that's like hardware okay that's like the the first stage of creating the buffer creating the um the the emergency fund you have to do that first because you don't have the strength to fight the delusion before that you have to do that you have to have that body now you can start fighting against the lie now you can attack the debt um and, and attack the delusion and stuff so it's a preliminary stage in it that that's well, necessary that's really so have and, that you know, strength. for me i'm such a i don't know i, I love mythologies and i love the initiatory kind of the esoteric part and so it's hard for me not to just jump into the whole like really dig into that analogy but i see exactly i see what you mean right the body itself is hardware anyway the the outside the objective universe and so uh, yes. for us to inject our proto soul for vashi or mm -hmm. whatever you call it into that into that matrix that has to be done first because you can't awaken others or yourself until you're first um come to your own awareness in that in that matrix and then when you do that then there's there's the buffer there's then right. you come to, you you awaken to what you have to do that yeah in this case would be you know slaying down the demon of death what have you but you first have to do you're right there, it's a perfect metaphor yeah yeah you can't you can't fight the good fight if mm -hmm. you're gonna stay if you're gonna stay in bed all day you know and that's how I think of the the, the pre-soul coming to earth thing. It's kind of like, well, you could just stay in bed, but eventually you yeah. become and aware. You no, option. you're going to have to get up. Right, we all something. had that option. We, um, it was decision. It was a that that merit yeah. that merited salvation, which um, Dr. Flowers said on uh, his uh, Facebook post. I think it was today or yesterday, um, asking, "Has anybody seen the the um, the connectedness or maybe the similarity between the Mazdan way and Russian um, cosmism and I, 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 mm -hmm. I really couldn't answer but I got to yeah. looking through there and, and there is a lot of that a lot of the same in there and it was interesting because um, that, yeah. that universal salvation that cosmism talks about back to that original merit mm-hmm where um which is attached to each of us because of that choice that we made to um to join the matrix to uh to uh to be incarnate and so i thought that was really yeah so no that's 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 that's, that's good i'm glad you mentioned that because there's a lot in that in that 
Russian Cosmism. Um, I gave a uh, a uh, talk on that last year at a at a gathering in uh, in New York City, actually. And and I talked to and I talked to Edward about it too. I think the last time I had him on, on Damonosophy, uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, Russian Cosmism. But um, like Fedorov is the guy who's like considered the the godfather of Russian cosmism but yeah there's this idea it's all based on this idea of what he called the common task it's like once you realize once humanity realizes once we get the 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 technology that we can stop people from dying and we can bring people back from the dead then there will be that will create a universal like change in perspective that sure you know, there's well, not and, anything and, more and important and wouldn't that. that kind of uh, and, get rid of most and, of the aspects of war because the war the threat of war is the threat of dying so that coercive element that yeah, aggression it would would we would almost have to adopt that non-aggression principle as a matter of common sense right because it's just a waste of time if you go kill people because someone's going to bring them bring them all back anyhow so um what Fedorov said is like he uh said that the americans have uh pointed their cannons at the sky that's it he read an article about like americans were like um shooting cannons into the sky to try and produce rain and he said so he he took this model of instead of our, our cannons being pointed horizontally we need to point our cannons at the sky right rather than shooting each other we need to shoot up there into like the the great unknown and so these ideas were fully wow. adopted by the russian space program at the time right they, that, and that's how they came how it, how it got adapted into um you know uh this whole system of of, of their space program they're like well if we're gonna bring back everyone who's ever lived before Mm. we're gonna need a lot more space so we're gonna need to colonize space and that's where the if you see any of the, the soviet propaganda for their space program it's all about you know the um you know the 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 russian mm. the soviet superman and superwoman super family mm. like going into space to like recolonize wow. everything so that's no, very very interesting stuff and a lot of it does sound like frasho caretti and it makes you wonder about how much in that area you know because so much of the sufi stuff which goes back to zoroastrianism ultimately is all over in that area in russia and, and got adopted into a lot of the folk you know folkish uh folkish well, wisdom ordered a, uh, the nart sagas the book by john caruso mm-hmm. or something like that and of course that all orig- that's all the caucasus um, mythology and of course it's if you go back far enough it's Iranian and the Ossetians and Sok they all speak an Iranian language anyway and so even that's all connected back even uh, to the to the Russians and the Ukrainians and all that stuff so I'm interested to see how that's gonna uh, equate wow. because it's a relatively new thing like it's never been the, they've only been oral uh, teachings and mythologies and they've never been written down until here recently and so it's going to be an interesting uh, study there yeah. I think to see how those all, all those things connect yeah mm-hmm. so tell me about yeah. your uh, new album tell me about influences yeah. and uh, sounds and 
and messages even like lyric so yeah so um so this whole thing um we've been working on you know trying to get a new album out for like the last year or so and we kind of made a um we kind of veered in our style Dasmodia sex um you know we've been more of a you know industrial electronic kind of thing for a while we, we kind of went back to our roots like we had more acoustic guitar and, and bass guitars and stuff like that um back on our first album you know circa you know 2002 and we kind of like made a step back on that kind of went back to the basics on it and we just all started you know uh there's there's three of us and so we just started playing acoustic guitars and, and acoustic bass and stuff. And we started redoing some of the, the electronic songs and discovered that that acoustic element just added a new dimension and, and depth and timbre to it. So we just decided to roll with it. So, you know, we'd been recording for a few months and then this crisis happened and we've got a studio that we all work in. It's on the south side of Houston and all of a sudden this this crisis happened and it's like wow we're not gonna be able to get together for a while so we started meeting online and and uh, remotely uh, working on some of the songs and realized that four of these songs are they're pretty much a they're pretty much ready to go and b they seem sure. pretty like relevant to what's going on right mm-hmm. now as far as the apocalyptic nature of everything so um so we just went we said let's let's go ahead and make an ep on this so we we mixed it up and and got some great artwork from uh from komodo cat my wife um Mm. which which is the uh the cover art for it and we're gonna drop this on may 4th and you, you know thematically i'll say just a couple of comments like the song farewell to the west which is the first one on it um that has to do with basically how uh, western civilization appears to be slipping away the western civilization that we've all known the western civilization which was based on the idea that the individual is sovereign and free um seems to be um slipping away Uh, and then the other song that i'll that i'll note is black fire um which is very apocalyptic and and very much mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, Frascio Coretti, you know, like the lines uh, from the um, from the reprise at the end of it are, you know, hey, we're gonna light wow. the light, we're gonna fight the fight, we're gonna make it wonderful, wow. yeah. you know, make it all wonderful, um, and, and you know, that's 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 the best you know comfort I can take looking at what's going on right now. If this is if this is the end of it all, well, I want Frasho Coretti. Mm-hmm. I want a better world out of this. Well, that yeah. sounds really interesting. And, and it gives, from the from the, the bit that I've heard, and granted, I haven't, I haven't downloaded the album yet, but I've listened to some of the samplings uh, that gives it a, knowing that those lyrics that, because I'm, I, I have to admit, I'm a music lover and I am, uh, enthralled by the the sounds itself and a lot of times i pay no pay no attention to lyric but boy that mm-hmm. sure does add a nuance there that oh wow that's that's intense that's awesome man no i've heard i i, I think i saw you doing a rendition of purple rain here online recently 
Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I was like, well, I, pre- I appreciate that. I'm not a singer. And so, like I say, I listen to, I listen to sounds and not words. So I don't really, I don't know, but I, I enjoy, I enjoy making music yeah. like you. I'm sure it's a, it's a passion. Yeah. Oh yeah. It absolutely. It's a labor of love. That's why I do it. I do it because I love exactly. it. And to help keep me sane. To, to me, so. it's always been, uh, whether I'm, whether I'm copying something or whether I'm creating something my own uh, musically, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's almost like when you're gazing into the flame, you know, there, there's a bridge there that's uh, forged, a uh, connection forged between the divine, between ourselves and the divine. So, yeah, that's that's my whole. I don't know my my reason for right. even engaging in it. Oh, music is such an easy, such a available example mm-hmm. of of magic. Uh, I, I consider it's people like with their with their mind and their perspective mm-hmm. creating these vibrations that travel through the air. You know that are yeah. invisible and travel through the air, and they get received by others. And, and, and those who receive them are affected by them and it touches, it can touch your heart in a dramatic kind of way. I mean, it's the most um, available, to me, the most available example of magic that we have around us. And we just live and breathe it every day without realizing, you know, how, how deep and significant it is. And, you know, I'll say, this is the other thing I like to talk mm-hmm. about Magi who are musicians. Okay, and so then you talk about um, Gurdjieff you talk music and, and dance as a part of his teaching. Talk about Anton LaVey, who sang and played the, you know, played the, the keyboard. Um, and then you talk about Pythagoras, sure. who had the idea of the music of the spheres. And then you got to talk about Zarathustra. Every who bit sang. of it is a song. His whole mantra. teaching is a yeah. song. The Gathas. Every. And right, for, he's a, he's a, he's a singer, right? And sober I mean, that's point how he of fact, he says out, in the so. golf is this: he uh, says, "Let me teach you the truth of things, the truth of the cosmos, in metered, measured verse, not in unmetered, unmeasured verse." He says specifically that those mm. who who speak yeah. the truth have done so and do so in metered, rhythmic, measured verse. And those who do not do not speak the truth. In other words, these are to these wow. are songs. These are gathas. These are. Uh, I had a, a big point of contention with someone who told me that I should rename um, my translation of the gathas because he says these are not. This he said first of all they're seventeen, not sixteen. But of course, we know that one at least one of those were not written personally or composed personally by. Zarathustra, but by his following, and but also that these were that Gotha that there's not 17 Gothas or 16 as I've said, but five because they are collections of songs. But we have made those those uh, connect those collections. We've grouped those, right? He didn't group those like that according to meter. We did. So we found the ones who found the who we found the ones who, mm-hmm. who which ones best fit together because of the amount of syllables and the, and the rhythm and we've grouped those 
but in fact in fact if you read the gothas from 28 through to the last one then uh you notice that the first two should be changed uh they we should be um switching those for order to make the right sense but so uh that the fact is that someone was saying that hey you should not call it that because there are five gothas not 16 but they are songs gotha gita it's all the same word it means song and they are two so yeah like what are you saying i mean you change the physical the topology of the brain there there is grooves cut with chemicals through that the surface of your brain it changes people there's a reason why too that you remember a thing wow set to music and not not just reading it you know yeah yep yep Mm -hmm. man that's pro that's deep some deep stuff so um so I'm gonna have to have you on Demonosophy so we can deep dive into into your book on there well Paul look I really appreciate you being with us today man it's awesome having you on oh absolutely Ken Uh, I really appreciate you brother I always appreciate our conversations and everything you always have such great insights and it's, it's been a real honor to be on your podcast I love your podcast I've been checking it out I've been retweeting it out there uh, I think a lot of people need to need to listen to it because you got a lot of really important things to say and a lot of really great insights on on not just on on Mazdaism but on on, on life in general so keep doing Man, that keep doing you, the great stuff that I'll you're be doing, uh, purchasing the uh the uh, actual hold in my hand version of your book this week and I look forward to it so I can have it in my hand instead of reading it on my phone <laughs> but I, yeah, I really appreciate it it's a great work and I encourage everyone to buy it and uh, and not just buy it to have it but buy it to use it because the principles are sound and I think that we can all benefit from it alright brother I, hey I appreciate you being awesome. on and uh uh, I look forward right. to our uh, next meeting in Damonosophy. And uh, I wish you well, brother. I, I wish you Ushta and happy. Ushta.